Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Psalms chapter 33, verses 1 through 5. And the writer writes here, Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise him from the upright is beautiful. Excuse me, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with a harp. Make melody melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to the Lord a new song. Play skillfully without with a shout of joy. For the word of the Lord is right. Someone shout amen. amen. And all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. I'm glad that's a declaration. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. I want to preach to you this morning on this subject title, just simply, The Hidden Harp. The Hidden Harp. Heavenly Father, once again, we stand humbly in your presence into the Shekinah glory of God that is in this place, in the Holy of Holies of this city right now, God. This is the Holy of Holies. We're expecting a word, a voice, a confirmation, a hand of comfort, Lord, as I preach today. Open up our understanding, God. Open up our thoughts. Let the Spirit of God do what it does best and it ministers to people. In your precious name, I pray. And if you receive that prayer, would you shout amen? Amen, amen. amen. God bless you for standing this morning. You may be seated. Again, I do welcome you. Thank you as we kind of still navigate and negotiate through the pandemic. And if you're streaming online, I honor you for being here uh, digitally. But today I want to talk about the hidden harp. I want you to look at the screen here and see if you can find a harp. See if you can find a hidden harp. And when you think you found it, shout, I found it. Wow, I actually thought there were going to be more I found it. All right, it's okay. I got all day, folks. I'm I'm preaching about a hidden harp. I feel like my message got extended to an extra hour and a half because, (laughs) okay, hint, help, lifeline, what do you want to do? You want to call somebody, lifeline, what was the old, who wants to be a millionaire, what were the choices? You want to call a friend? You want to ask a pastor? All right, you ready for the answer? That's why it's a hidden harp. Because you couldn't, you see it? Hey, let, let me help you out here. Okay, there you go. All right. Let me, let me start. Let's start over, okay? I'm going to show you a picture and you find the hidden harp, okay? All right, you with me so far? I feel like I'm complicating my message here and I haven't even got, really got rolling yet. Okay. Can't find it? Found it. Can't find it? Found it. Okay, I want to preach to you. Let me do this. Just. Get rid of all the distractions. What about this? I'm preaching about the hidden harp. And there's some interesting things because the Bible praises are called psalms. We know that. I read from the book of what? Psalms. The word psalm is translated of the Hebrew word mizmor. A mizmor is a musical instrument. A musical instrument. In this case, a praise to God played by an instrument. The word is specifically linked to the music of a harp. 
It was when the ancient Jewish scholars translated the scriptures into Greek, the Mizmor became Psalmos, which is the word from Psalms. Psalmos comes from the word Psalmo, and Psalmos specifically speaks to making music on stringed instruments of a harp. So if you want to praise God, you must play an instrument. Maybe you're thinking, I don't know how to play an instrument. I've never even owned an instrument. But you do own an instrument, my friend. There is an instrument that makes music unto the Lord, and you own it. It's been with you since birth. Maybe the question is, what instrument is it that I may ask of me? It's written in the scriptures, make melody in your heart unto the Lord. Someone shout heart. The instrument that produces music to the Lord is the heart. So your heart is a musical instrument. So some of you may ask, well, then what is the heart? You see, the heart is the center of your being, the deepest part of your existence, your thoughts, your emotions of who you are. And that's what makes the music to God for praises. It's the deepest part of your being. It's the deepest part of who you are. Your heart was never made to produce bitterness. Your heart was never made to produce hatred. Your heart was never made to produce anxiety or depression or gloom or hate. Your heart was not made for that, my friend, but your heart was made to be an instrument unto the Lord. Lord, create in me a clean heart that I can give praise unto God. So yes, you do have an instrument. It's a harp. It's a heart. And when your heart is right, you are giving praise to God. Your heart was not created to do anything other than to praise God. It was made to be an instrument. And it makes melody to the one who created it. The melody of praise, the melody of thanksgiving, the melody of gratitude, the melody of love, the melody of worship, the melody of joy. And so that's why I preach in this pandemic a couple of Sundays ago, keep your instrument tender, keep your heart tender. I taught this last Wednesday about the soil, which is the heart. We have to cultivate, my friend. We have to maintain in these times of pandemics and adversity that the melody of who I am is not tainted by what's going on in the world, the political agenda and the rioting and the graffiti and the dysfunction of the United States right now. I've got to live purely. I've got to make melody in my heart unto God. I've got to make sure that comes into my home. And it's not just a Sunday melody. So I'm preaching to you about a hidden heart. And maybe you didn't realize that you knew how to play an instrument. And maybe you didn't realize that there was even an instrument. But then the scripture says, make melody in your heart. Do this unto the Lord. So what's behind the melody of the heart? The word is solemn, which literally means to pluck the strings. When I come into the presence of God, we open up the service with what we call worship. But what we are trying to do is to get you to open up your heart. Open up your heart and allow God to descend from the portals of heaven and minister to you today. If he inhabits the praises of his people, then when my heart is in melody with God, then God resides or he inhabits where I am. If my heart is impure or if it has darkness or hatred, God doesn't dwell in those places. He doesn't reside in sinful nature places, but it's my heart that invites God back into my atmosphere and to my situation and to my home 
home and to my marriage. So yes, I'm preaching again about the heart this morning, but I'm telling you it's a hidden instrument that if we're not careful, that instrument can be put on the shelf or thrown in the closet and not utilized for the power and the glory of God. Yes, my friend, you do know how to play an instrument. Yes, my friend, you do have an instrument, but maybe in the pandemic and all the mess and the frustration and the pressure of what life is bringing on all of us as we try to figure out how to make it to the next month and the next month, I'm suggesting to you, my friend, this morning that you go back in and get that hidden harp and you find that harp where it is and that you know exactly what God is calling you to do and you get out your spirit of melody and you give God praise, even if it doesn't look like you can feel like there's praise, but that's where faith comes in, that I say, hey, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If God be for us, who can be against us? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. What are you doing? I'm quoting the word of God because it helps me bring melody and praise back into my heart. Now, most of you may not know this, But when I was in junior high school, I guess middle school, they call it now, my mother forced me to play the saxophone. I was in fifth grade. I was in band. I played the alto sax, and I hated it because she wanted me to learn it. I had to learn it, and I hated practicing the sax. I hated going to band class, and then we'd have to challenge in the chairs. And I, I, Kathy, I come from a Christian home, and so what you would do is I was in the sax, the alto sax areas, there would be like first chair, second chair, third chair, and then all the trumpets and all these things. And so you would, every week, you'd get a chance to challenge the next chair. Like if I'm sitting in the third chair, I'm challenging the guy. And so you would play a piece at your own selection to the whole band, okay, everybody's in their seats with their trumpets and their trombones and their saxophones and their clarinets, and then you would challenge, and you would play yours, and the band instructor would grade you, and then the chair you're challenging would play his to compete with yours, and the band instructor would say who played the best piece. So I'm going to go from third chair, I'm going straight to the first chair, not wasting a piece on the second chair. Why waste that? Why play twice? Just play once. So I practiced that week. I bought new reeds for my saxophone. I I walked in the band class with my little black saxophone case. I set it up. I can just remember to this day, I'm thinking, okay, when I leave this band class, I'm going to be first chair in the saxophone department. Ha, I can do this. So I get all suited up, and he said, okay, Tom, play. And the only thing I could figure out how to play that I practice, get... Public school was amazing grace. They're all playing rock, jazz, all this other stuff. I don't know that stuff. I go to church. And I don't know, he probably played something like, like play that funky music, white. But I don't remember what he played, you know. <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama, um, Surfing Safari. But I'm telling you, my friend, I won that day. 
Amazing grace has power. I was amazed at the grace of God that I won. Now, I'm kind of exploiting it a little bit because I was amazed that amazing grace won. I won? Get out of my seat. Now, to be fair to me, I don't know how long I stayed in the first chair. I'm sure I got bumped the next week because the band teacher was just probably tired of amazing grace every time I got challenged. No problem. No, Tom, you got to come up with something new. I don't know nothing new. But I had an instrument. And to this day, Brother Gustavo, I still have that saxophone in my garage. Where in your garage? Now, that's a different conversation. But it's in my garage. I think it's actually up on the shelf by the luggage. And my mother bought that when I was in fifth grade. I should unpack it and put it out as an ornament, right? A lawn ornament. But I had a hidden instrument. But I played it, and I lugged it around, and it never really did take off in my spirit. And I got to thinking, like some of us maybe here this morning, that we have a hidden harp, and you don't realize the value of that instrument. And maybe you feel like you're forced to carry it. I'm telling you, when you're in fifth grade carrying a saxophone for a mile to school, that thing felt like it weighed 732 pounds, and I was like uh, 87 pounds. And you would stop, and you would rest, and you would carry it. And, you, and all the other kids are having fun just with their little lunches, and I'm lugging this big old thing. But I took it to school, and I did what I was supposed to do. But I got to thinking, maybe some of us live for God like that. That we have an instrument that makes and plays melody to God. And it, he inhabits the praises of his people. When you inhabit something, you live there. You reside there. You're comfortable there. And how many of us are trying to get through a pandemic as we try to negotiate how to live for God? And there's an instrument that we need to go into the garage, get up amongst the luggage, get up into the attic and say, you know what? I think there's a saxophone up here somewhere that I, I, I could probably, I might just bring it next week and try my amazing grace. And just see, after whatever, 75 years later of when I used to play it, if I could even blow the instrument to get one. But I'm telling you, my friend, some of us have harps and hearts, hearts that, if we're not careful, can be put away in some proverbial attic, and we can try to live for God on autopilot. And if the joy of the Lord is my strength, and I have no joy, then I have no strength. Or if I have no strength, I have no joy. And I'm saying, come on, folks, get on back out in the garage, get your heart out, get your harp out, and begin to string some melody unto God and see what God won't do when he hears the tunes of your heart asking him to come down into your situation, into your life, into your medical report, into your blood work. Mm, somebody let me preach this morning. What are you doing? I'm just trying to tell you, come on, every one of you can play an instrument. It's a heart. It's a harp. It's a condition with God. I'm enjoying feeling God. I'm giving God some praise and honor. That's exactly why we start the service with praise, so we can open up our instruments unto God. So when the preaching takes place, you can hear a word or a rhema from God, and it doesn't fall among us or around us. As I taught on Wednesday, it falls in us, Sister Gidget. And then we say, hey, we had some amazing church. I felt God. I heard God. God. I saw God. Mm, somebody help me here this morning. Come on. It's a hidden harp. I'm asking every one of us that attend this church. And if you're watching online, come on, go into the garage of your life and say, I got to get this thing back out. I've got to bring some noise to God. I got to bring a melody to God. I got to pluck some strings on this harp. Why? Because I'm doing exactly what the scripture says I can and should do. Someone shout amen. 
So Ephesians, Paul writes in 519, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. There's admonitions throughout the word of God from the original translation into the book of Psalms of the King James Version of what we read in English and Spanish. And then Paul, the great apostle Paul, writes half the New Testament. And Paul's expertise, his candy stick, is basically how to stay saved. It's called the Pauline epistles. How do, once I get saved, how do I stay saved that I don't mess this up and do something wrong and then go back out into darkness and end up, the Bible says, seven times worse than what I was? Once I learn about God, how do I stay snuggled up to the feet of God and I don't let life pull me away and I don't let things push me away and I don't let there become distance between God and I? You see, the apostle Paul wrote to Christians that were already saved. This was after the day of Pentecost. This was after the book of Acts. So he's writing in his Pauline epistles, which are letters from Paul. And then we pick up in Ephesus, which is the church uh, in Ephesus, in Ephesians here. And he says, speak to yourself in Psalms and in hymns and to spiritual songs. How many of you sing to yourself? You sing in your car, you sing on your playlist, you sing, you know, we all sound, I'm telling you, man, I sound angelic when I'm by myself. I'm saying, man, I can sing, baby. And then my wife walks in the room. No, you can't. Who invited you? Going back where you came from. And so that's why I'm so comforted, Kathy, because the Bible says make a joyful noise that speaks to me. Because when it's sincere from the instrument of the heart or the harp, Brother Gustavo, we're not being, this isn't the voice. This isn't American Idol. We're not being graded on sheet music and and how we're coming. This is a condition of the heart. You say, hey, to the world, I can't sing. But to God, I'm an angelic being because I play in that harp. And it's inviting God's angels and himself down to my situation. So I'm not walking this pandemic alone. What am I doing? I'm finding the harp and I'm playing some things along the way. I'm singing to myself and to God. And God descends where I am and he lifts my spirits and he ministers to my soul and he lends an ear to my household. What am I doing, my friend? I'm reaching up off the shelf and I'm pulling off that proverbial saxophone that I literally probably haven't even cracked open and I'm gonna be generous or conservative and say probably 20 years. But brother Tony, I'm telling you, when we play our harp, and our heart unto God. God comes down and he sees the secret harp coming out and the harp has the highs and the lows and it represents my life and it represents where I am. And if I'm going to praise to God, I'm going to do it with all of my might, my heart, my soul, my strength. I'm going to do the best I can. God's not, mm, somebody listening, God's not judging my level of a musician. He's judging my level, Brother Tony, of my heart. And if my heart is pure, and if my heart is tender, and if my heart is right, then God is going to lend an ear to anything that I ask. And I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to walk through darkness. I'm not going to fret during a pandemic. Do I have it all figured out? No. Do I know about when's this going to go away? No. When's the vaccine going to happen? I don't know. Who's going to be president on November the 3rd? I don't know any of that. But what I do know, I can call down God and the presence of God and the anointing of God and the Shekinah glory of God with the condition of my heart. And I just begin to, mm. hello, somebody, come on. Somebody needs a word from God this morning. The very center of my being was made as an instrument and a praise to God. The very center of your being 
Therefore, I say, praise him in all things. Praise him at all times from your heart. And it's your life itself becomes a psalm, a song unto God. The children of Israel were being held captive, Psalms 137. And the Bible says that they were down by the rivers of Babylon. And that they sat down there and they wept when they remembered Zion. When they begin to remember how great and good God was in the good old days. The Bible says in Psalms 137 that they wept because they had hung their harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. There's something about the harp. There's something about the condition of the instrument. Maybe that harp represents your heart. And like with any stringed instruments, there's tuning that needs to take place. A harp, a guitar, a bass, acoustic, piano. There are strings that are connected that need it to be tuned on occasion. And maybe your life this morning is in need of a tuning from the master's hands. I'm talking about the master tuner of all instruments the master tuner of all lives, that when he puts his hands into who you are and he puts his hands into your family and your home, he begins to tune things to make it a beautiful instrument of what he is looking to hear from you. I'm preaching to some wonderful people this morning that are in person and that are online. But I just know as a pastor, Brother John, you said it so eloquently, yes, there are challenges and there are decisions that I have to make and I have to figure out, not for myself only, but for 300 people that are expecting a word from God or a direction from God, or how do we get through this? And so I rely on my harp. I rely on my heart to keep it tender. and pliable with God. And so in the midst by the rivers of Babylon, my friend, I just have to tell you, don't hang your harp upon the willow. Because that harp is a bridge and a highway from the portals of heaven to you personally. It's what I would call a fast track for the attention of God. But maybe it's been hidden. Maybe you never really thought about this as the connectivity to God. It's a praise. It's a harp. You see, the power of the harp was utilized and recognized by King Saul. For Samuel 16 23 and I read and it came to pass when the evil spirit was upon Saul that David took an harp and played with his hand so Saul was refreshed and was well watch this and the evil spirit departed from him Saul beckons David to play the harp 
so that the evil spirit will leave him. It's the power of the heart. I know it's Old Testament. But we segue from an Old Testament heart, Brother Gustavo, into a New Testament church of a heart. They sound similar. Again, as I learn Spanish, there's a lot of words that sound similar to me that I have to pay attention. Floor, country, and feet. I promise you, sound identical to me. How do you say floor in Spanish? Pisos. How do you say feet? P.S. How do you say country? See? All the same thing. When you're learning. I'm sure on many occasions I said, yes, I, I in Spanish, I visited the feet of Costa Rica. Really? I thought only Italy had the boot with a foot. Maybe I visited the floor. You mean the country? You knew what I meant. I'm learning Spanish. Back off. So when you're learning harp and heart, mm, same thing? Not really. Spelt the same? Definitely not. But you said the harp and heart? You said the same word twice. No, I didn't. That's a harp. This is a heart. And God's just trying to reach down and dust off the musical instrument. Play again for me. Play beautiful melody and music for me. And my heart maybe is a little distracted in a pandemic. It's dusty, it's brittle, it's dry, it's parched, it's thirsty. Did I just say Thursday? Es said? Yeah, that's Thursday in Spanish. But maybe God's just saying, hey, I've, I have the water. I have the life. All you have to do is sing to me, and I come down, and I help, and I bless, and I restore, and I heal. And Brother John, that sounds so simple to me, Brother Tony. Just sing with my heart, God. That's it? God's saying, that's it. Well, why aren't you coming down to everybody else? They don't all sing to me. I don't violate my scripture. I inhabit the praises. I I don't violate what I've written. So if my harp, heart, plays melody, you come help me? Pretty much, son, pretty much. Okay, I'm going to play some music this week because I need to hear from God. I need a touch from God. And my harp and my heart will no longer be hidden from this day forward. God's speaking to his church. Could you stand with me this morning if you're able to? I'm going to pray for us and I listen, I know we're in social distancing, but if, if there's five of you that want to pray and you distance yourself at the altar, I think we can take five of you that want to come to an old-fashioned altar and retune the heart. Did I say harp? Retune the heart.
Did I say heart? I think we can do it. Of course, you can get tuned where you're standing. I'm not trying to make you come down here, but I just want to open it up. You know, I haven't been to an altar in a very long time, and I feel like I just need to lift my hands and say, God, please dust off my heart and my heart. And while you're in there, can you make some adjustments on the tuning? It doesn't sound right. The songs I've been playing, I don't think are pleasing to you. The notes that I put in order seem a little worldly and ungodly. And although, because I think I forgot how to play. Huh. God, could you help me? And to everyone that asks that question, God will say, absolutely. Absolutamente. I will. And I can. Heavenly Father, we thank you for an amazing day. And I pray, God, that you will help us find every harp for those that are streaming and those that are here, God. And if it's even like my saxophone, God, that we will go to our closet, our garage, wherever that is in our life, and we will pull it down and we will pop open the hinges and say, God, I'm so sorry. I almost forgot how to play this, but I think, give me a moment, God. And you tune it and you shine it and you wash it and you cleanse it. And then you descend upon my situation and you help me and you heal me. Everyone that cries out for God this morning, God, lend an ear. Send ministering angels. I command this as a pastor and a gospel preacher today that this is so in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I pray the prayer. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.